ready for a new episode of KP Talks Dollars and Cents. Learn financial literacy and get real-time updates on all things housing, finance, and real estate with your host, Kevin Perenio. As an owner and C-level executive for 20-plus years in finance, KP is here to serve you with all of his knowledge and experience. Whether you're a broker, realtor, or just interested in the economy, this is the podcast for you. So let's get started. Here's your host, Kevin Perenio. Hey, it's KP coming to you live from Orlando. We are at Namba Connect 22 here. Connect, grow, and lead. It's a pretty awesome event. They're cleaning up here. Just had a couple sessions going. About 100 people in here earlier. Uh, myself, Laura Brandeo, and Jeff Lennon, uh, EPM, and Plaza. We all had a session together talking about the future of lending. And um, I had a meeting with HUD, um, two different meetings with HUD, um, two different meetings with the CFPB. I had um, earlier this week, two days ago, courtesy of Enact, a, a meeting with uh, the interim CEO of Fannie Mae, David Benson. So I'm gonna tell you all about it. We're gonna talk about inflation and why the stock market is just getting crushed right now. And what it means is for us and housing. And uh, by the way, it's raining here in Orlando. We're at the brand new JW Marriott. And I will tell you that I do not miss the part of living in Florida. I remember I lived in Fort Lauderdale for 13 years where it rains every day in the afternoon between 3 and 6 somewhere. Well, here in Orlando, it's not, uh, it's not doing so hot. So Friday afternoon, I usually do a Thursday video. I waited because I wanted to make sure I told you about NAMA Connect, the National Association of Minority Mortgage Bankers of America. Um, I'm personally on the board of governors, and Tony Thompson has absolutely hit a home run. He and his team, they staffed up over the last year, and this was by far their best conference, their best connect, and there's still another day left tomorrow. So if you're not here, why aren't you here? If you're an originator, why are you not thinking about diversifying your growth? Think about what goes on uh, for uh, the underserved markets. You know, you have to make sure you're intentional about growing that market. It's a, it's a huge source of growth. So... Um, Please, if you're an originator, do yourself a favor, try and get out of your comfort zone. And uh, we had a good little sales session today. And uh, again, there was uh, just, you know, just a handful of originators here, uh, mostly local. So it should be a destination. So put it on your map next year, Orlando, this brand new JW Marriott. It's a fantastic hotel. They're being intentional here at Namba about getting college students. They bust in college students from all over to be part of the sessions. Dr. Sandra Thompson, the FHFA director, was speaking this morning, literally speaking this morning to college students. I mean, just talking about what housing is all about and what she does and what they do. And I'm telling you, like, you know, you're not going to catch her at a session anywhere uh, talking about anything other than what's going on with Fannie or Freddie and, you know, all the different policy stuff. But she's talking to college students about getting them to get into housing, be a public servant. Uh, work for FHFA, for example. Um, fantastic seeing her speak twice today and hearing about how, housing policy and how we're going to use special purpose credit programs, um, SPCPs, to try and get, um, you know, uh, get a more diverse uh, set of homeowners. There's a racial equity gap in homeownership. Uh, for example, there's a 30% gap, 72% uh, versus 42% homeownership between whites and blacks. We could do better. We can make things better, but we have to be intentional about putting out programs. Um, a lot of credit to Bank of America for putting out 
um, their program last week and making that announcement. That's right along the lines of the, uh, the special purpose credit program. Um, so again, hey, HUD was here. They were talking about guidelines and how they are trying to expand down payment assistance. It's in the rulemaking process. They are not trying to make down payment assistance harder. That's a good thing to help put uh, people in houses. Um, you know, for example, you know, in Florida, there's the Hometown Heroes uh, Fund that's out there. If you're uh, an originator, you can do that loan. Um, things like that, HUD is working on. They're trying to bless. And um, the HUD Secretary, Elena McCargo, uh, excuse me, Jenny Secretary, um, Julia Gordon. Julia Gordon came from the public space where she worked for down payment assistance uh, entities. So that's something they're working on. Uh, David Uehio, who was the acting CFPB director and now is, uh, I believe, a secretary of HUD, um, he uh, was talking about some of the initiatives they're working on um, at the CFPB and uh, whether it be enforcement action or looking at um, what lenders should be doing as far as their uh, management and procedures. Super informative. Um, Got to tell you, super impressive guy. I've never met him face to face. I've only read what I've, about him in articles, and he's just an impressive guy from Orange County. Um, has a great background in history, and uh, it was awesome to hear him speak. Um, in addition to that, just a lot going on. I mean, we just got great speakers here. We got a good vibe, good energy. Of course, you know me. I'm the last one hanging out down in the uh, the main section. So around over there at the bar, past the coffee shop, is uh, where the action will start to take place here at uh, 5.30 p.m. on a <clears throat> Friday. And I've been on the road for a little bit, so, you know, I'll get in there and have some fun. Okay, so let's talk inflation. Let's talk stock market. Let's talk housing, how it's all interconnected. Um, the uh, Consumer Price Index came out earlier today, and um, we had basically a hot read, and I did a video about that. And um, that video uh, talked about that we thought there'd be a negative read in Consumer Price Index on Tuesday morning. And not only was it not a negative read, it was, um, you know, it was like point, it's like 0.2% increase month over month. Not a huge increase, but um, inflation has been persistent. Now, what's interesting is inside that read, and the reason why it's so bad is because gas prices have been falling. But what really boosted it up was not only food, which stays stubbornly high, which we all have to eat, but housing. And you start to get into the lagging indicators of housing. The data that's used in that print is about a six-month lag. And we all know on the ground that rent has gotten high. Owning a home has been uh, very expensive. And um, we all know it because we live it every day. And um, so we see these lagging data indicators bring the CPI up. Um, producer price index uh, went up a little bit as well. Um, so there's some input costs that are still there. Um, not as much of a decrease as was hoped. So inflation being persistent is scaring the markets. It's scaring the Fed. The Fed absolutely is going to hammer down a 75 basis point hit next week, which we all kind of knew. And now there's people talking about doing a 100 basis point um, increase. I mean, the second the CPI print went out, some of the market participants in Fed fund future contract uh, purchasers were saying, uh, we're actually betting on a 100 basis point uh, increase. That's probably not likely to happen just because... Um, that would be inconsistent with, um, you know, the 75 hikes that they've been doing uh, consistently and persistently. But the markets are spooked. The markets are scared. Retail sales came out and it was strong for August, but was revised down for July. 
and that will affect the GDP numbers. So those inputs of sales numbers will impact GDP. Are we in a recession? Are we not in a recession? These are things that all these data point to. So the stock market sold off and then FedEx came out yesterday and I watched their CEO on a quick little interview with uh, Jim Cramer on Mad Money saying, you know, hey, you know, we're noticing a slowdown, a slowdown in shipments, a slowdown in logistics globally. They're a global company that scared the market a little bit. Starwood Properties, their CEO, they own over 140,000 rental units. I mean, he is they're pounding the table saying that we were absolutely breaking the economy and we're in a recession. And I'm not trying to be an alarmist. I'm just telling you, I mean, obviously, he doesn't want rates to go any higher because he's in real estate. But he also has a lot of data and insight that maybe um, the Fed doesn't have. Now, I'm sure the Fed has live real time data. I can't imagine the Fed would use six month lagging data on uh, rents or owner equivalent rent or any of those numbers in the CPI uh, inflation data. When you got a guy that owns 144,000 or CoStar, between CoStar and Starwood, there are so many uh, rental units that they own that they see real live uh, data on the prices. Now, he did say that rent started to roll over, which means it's still growing. It's not growing as fast. So the pace of growth has gone down. So very interesting comments to hear from a lot of different people this week. The Fed speaks next week. The stock market sold off hard and broke below uh, a 3,900 S&P resistance level. So uh, I'm not a financial advisor. I'm not responsible uh, for your losses, only your profits. But probably not a bad thing if you have a couple hedges on your portfolio. Um, I'm not saying sell good companies because they'll come back. But, you know, maybe put some puts on, uh, get some downside protection. Um, I've been doing that for last, I don't know, three or four months. So um, it's about the only thing making money these days. As it relates to housing, uh, we feel that housing is definitely uh, dealing with really high interest rates right now. And most people feel housing is in a recession and we just have to deleverage um, the 180,000 um, excess capacity jobs that we have in this industry. It just, there just simply isn't enough business out there to handle it. So we're gonna be positive. We're gonna just help one person at a time, um, redouble our efforts and go into the weekend as positive as we possibly can. Cheers. Hey, it's KP coming to you live from Corona, California. Well, it is Fed Week, and it's also the autumnal equinox. And I don't think there is uh, a lack of coincidence there. Timing is everything in life and the markets. We'll talk a little bit about what's going on with some housing data as well. But on the date of September 22nd, at exactly 6.03 p.m. Pacific time, 9.03 for those of you on the East Coast, at that moment, at that moment, there is exact same amount of daylight and darkness in the day. So it's not like on that day it's 12 and 12. It's at that moment is 12 before and 12 after. So that means the days will start getting shorter and the nights will be longer than the days after this uh Thursday, if you will. Now, for those that like to watch the markets and see what's going on, um, or watch your crops or your farms or your stock market or your crypto or whatever it is, um, there are timing elements that have to do with markets. And um, not trying to get all uh, voodoo on you, but if you look it up, there are um, something called GAN dates, G-A-N-N. I advise you to Google them and go down that wormhole. I am not a financial advisor. I am not responsible for your losses, only your profits. But these are some big GAN dates coming up. 
And it is a coincidence, right, that the Fed is speaking on these dates this week. It is a huge week for the markets. The Fed is setting the tone. The Fed is hammering on the Fed funds rate and raising interest rates and shrinking the business that's out there. So here's some data that I heard. We are over 6% on the average Freddie Mac rate this week. That's the highest it's been since 2008. Loan applications are down in the lowest amount in decades. And it's a purchase season, but listings are down. And they're down even earlier than they uh, they typically dip um, in a purchase season. People, you know, stop selling their homes around Thanksgiving through the holidays. They come back out after the new year. But people are listing their homes less and less, the listing data that's out there. Um, I watch uh, Altos Research, Mike Simonson, and um, he's got some great stuff in there. Uh, Logan Motoshami at Housing Wire, uh, lead housing analyst. He talks a lot about the listing data as well. There are less people listing. And of course, why would people want to sell and buy a more expensive house at a more expensive rate than the one that they're in? So it's just basic economics. So as rates remain elevated and there's less business to fight for, uh, a shrinking pie, if you will. There's a lot of uh, price war going on to fight for that shrinking pie or create market share that doesn't exist between the channels. So it's uh, interesting to watch all that play out. But uh, purchase money is where we're at right now. And um, those originators that do purchase money the best, they're the ones that will continue to win. And uh, game on for all of them out there. It's a lot of fun watching all this. Okay, so let's talk about the Fed. Now, the Fed is likely going to raise interest rates by 75 basis points. And uh, they've been raising 75 basis points each of the last few uh, meetings out there. So um, if they were to go 100 basis points, um, that might shock the market. Now, um, to get a hold of inflation, which they've said over and over again, they will be data dependent. So what has the data shown us? The CPI showed us that inflation is still rising. It rose. Now, it's not as high as it has been on the headline number. And yes, that's because gas prices have come down. The Fed has tried to crush consumer demand, like gasoline demand. So a lot less car travel this year, uh, especially in the summer peak season. So less gas demand means gas prices have come down. There's also been some Events around the world, uh, Russia kind of backing off a little bit in Ukraine. China's had a lockdown um, as far as uh, their consumption because of COVID. And um, a million barrels a day in the strategic uh, petroleum preserve for the United States has been released. But those things will be shifting just as the seasons will be shifting. And by the way, the winter solstice is not until December. So if the roughest patch is coming up, a midterm election with uncertainty, Will there be gridlock in D.C.? Will the House and or the Senate swing one way or the other? Who knows? Fear, uncertainty, and doubt. It creeps up on everybody. You're only human, and it's okay. But I'm here to tell you that we'll live to fight another day. And my guess is between now and February, which will be gone before you know it, our market will be calm. It will seem a little bit better than it is today, even though historically, if you were in a 2 $3 trillion a year in our business, you'd be pretty excited about things. It just feels worse because we're coming down from a $4.6 trillion a year, down about 50%. With rates going up super quick, 
with the Fed continuing to uh, be data dependent on inflation data that continues to go up, stripping out that gas number, that core inflation number actually went up in the month of August. Um, and inflation remains stubbornly high with jobs remaining, the labor market remaining tight. There's still about 11 million jobs out there. I think we're going to look back on this time in history and go, man, a lot of people had a side hustle there making a few hundred bucks or 500 bucks a month on Etsy or their gig economy or whatever it was that they were doing on the side that they were not reporting, not telling the Bureau of Labor Statistics on the surveys when they call them. When the government employee calls you on the survey and says, Hey, are you working a second job? Uh, yeah, I'm not going to tell the guy from the government on the survey about my job that I don't report on my taxes and pay taxes on. So I think a lot of this income is going underreported. And that is why the job market has remained stubbornly tight in the dismay of the Fed who has to squelch inflation. And they think they have to cause pain. They've said it over and over again. So Fed funds rates likely going up by 75 basis points. Don't see it at 100. It could. It would send shockwaves to the market. Um, but that is a big uh, thing that's coming. And that certainty may move the markets. Now, the market has sold off quite heavily in the last week or so in the stock market. Um, as interest rates have risen, as the 10-year has gotten back to that 350 level again, that's a very important level on the 10-year. You know, the two-year remains about 3.9%. So the 10-year two is still inverted, which is a future indication um, most times um, of a recession coming. Uh, the Atlanta Fed today said that they think Q3 GDP is um, only going to be half a uh, percent, and that could be revised down even further. We've got um, housing starts and permits data coming out um, in a short time here, and we have existing home sales uh, coming out, which is about 85 to 90% of all home sales. That data coming out later this week is super important as well. In addition to the Fed week, in addition to all this craziness that's going on, I love the way that uh, Robbie Chrisman and the Chrisman Report put it. There are a lot of cross currents going on here. Um, and I'll just throw in one more for you in case you didn't hear it earlier. Um, the days are getting shorter. And um, these timing events... And the way we go into the darker parts of the year, um, they do coincide with things that happen in our economy. So keep your fingers crossed. Keep working hard. Control what you can control. That's all you can do. Don't fight the Fed or the sun and the moon. Cheers. You've been listening to KP Talks Dollars and Cents, a top-rated show for those who want to learn about the economy and mortgage environment. Tune in each week for more episodes and please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Kevin Perenio does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through KP Talks Dollars and Cents. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice. For more info, follow KP Talks Dollars and Cents on all of our social channels.